Multi-generational homes are all the rage in Canada, steadily on the rise over the last 20 years. Is it affordability that forces us together, or something deeper that keeps calling us home? I'm Daniela Quattro, and this is The Door Report, aiming to keep you informed of what has happened, what is happening, and what might just happen in the world of real estate in the GTA and beyond. According to new census data from Statistics Canada, multi-generational households, unrelated families living together, and families living with additional people grew 45% over the last 20 years. The number of multi-generational combined family households numbered close to 1 million in 2021, representing 7% of all Canadian households. Beyond the challenges related to affordability and availability, for many this is also a lifestyle or a cultural choice. Now, multi-generational households are by no means a new concept. I grew up in the suburbs just north of Toronto in a community that at the time was mainly populated with first-generation and young second-generation Italian Canadians. And practically everybody lived with at least one grandparent. This was related to affordability, but also for childcare and for support. This is a tradition that is pretty well still in place in Italy, where my family's from today. Families own land and it's passed along through generations. A house is built and extended to accommodate family as needed. An apartment is added above, a unit is added to the side. Beautiful large family homes are housing at least two generations of the same family. And they support each other with food, with bills, with childcare, with elderly care. Previous government studies have found that grandchildren living with grandparents were more likely to live with an immigrant grandparent, have an indigenous identity, belong to a racialized group, or speak a non-official language in their home. And among the 553,000 children living with grandparents in 2021, 93% lived in a multi-generational home. In the GTA, the majority of these houses are in the suburbs, with Brampton, Markham, Caledon, Mono, Ajax, and Pickering all seeing the highest number of children living in multi-generational homes. These homes will play an important and growing role in the care and social support of networks of children, parents, and seniors in the coming years. Why does this matter? Well, the growth of these and other types of households will have implications on the demand of various types of structural dwellings. The one-person household, this is the most common and predominant type in Canada, making up 29.3% of all households in the country, which can almost entirely be explained by an aging population, but that's another story. In 2021, most one-person households, 56%, were situated in an apartment, mainly low-rise and duplexes. By contrast, the majority of households with two or more people were in a single detached dwelling, 61%. These statistics and demographics will be used by municipalities to plan for growth in their urban centers and rural areas. Our household trends will shape our home buying habits not only in what we buy, but where we buy and what we can buy. And people are watching. From the developer who focuses on infill projects in major cities, to new home builders finishing basements now, to municipalities allowing backyard garden suites, down to the realtor advertising the in-law basement apartment in their newest listing. People are paying attention. If you like what you've heard, tell your friends and leave a review. With a look from behind the deal, I'm Daniela Quattro, broker with Sotheby's International Realty Canada, and this was The Door Report. You can find me online at quattrogroup.ca or on Instagram at quattrogrouprealestate.